Oh, I was meant to tell you about my dream. <laughs> go, go, La- go lads, I'm, I'm not sure whether you will be able to handle it or not, though. It was quite frightening. I mean, I, I woke up genuinely disturbed. You'd bought Destiny 2. <laughs> not, not quite. It was even it was even weirder than that. <laughs> now, nobody ever actually said this during the dream, but it's more a general feeling. I got I'm I'm pretty sure I dreamt I was British. Oh my god. <laughs> so so, so the not, first tip you're, off You're not British? <laughs> go fuck yourself, Josh. <laughs> the the first tip off was that I was playing for the English football team. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> and it was really... This isn't right. <laughs> it was... Uh, I'm not, well, I'm not sure if it was, like, the England international team or if it was some kind of, like, retired, like, uh, legends, English legends, mm. which is even even more frightening in a way, you know, that I might have had a full career yeah. as an English <laughs> player and then been playing for, a, like, a legend side for them. It, oh, it's horrifying. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the... the uh, like temporary manager of Everton there for a couple of weeks. I, I came on to replace him, a guy called David Unsworth. I think I, I replaced him at right back, which is really weird because I'm a centre back and I believe he's a centre back too. So it, it made no sense. But lads, what can you do? Dream, dreams at all. You know? well, that's all I remember from, from the football. That, just, that took me out of the dream. I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> centre back, come on. Well, that was that was the football segment. And then there was like some kind of James Bond sequence going on. And I couldn't tell whether I was James Bond in the sequence. And if I was I was I was being like I think I was being trailed by someone, some other super spy, obviously, down a kind of windy road. It could have been could have been in Edinburgh or somewhere. And it was just this this constant feeling of I'm not supposed to be here. And as I say, I, I can't tell whether that was because someone was trying to kill me or if because, as I say, I was actually English. Did <laughs> you just watch Goldeneye or something? <laughs> no, no, I hadn't at all. No idea where it came out. Maybe I was really deathly ill. Maybe I almost died. <laughs> you know what they say, though? If you ever aren't sure that you're James Bond, you're not James Bond. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, that's James, James Bond's probably there and he's going to save your life in about a minute or two. <laughs> oh, it's not me. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's uh, a pretty that's an extremely British dream. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know where it came out of. I must have been drinking too much. Clearly. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of Rather Be Playing, the podcast where we talk about how you'd rather be playing games than freezing various parts of my sanity off. <laughs> just, okay. Sanity freeze? <laughs> I was going to say body parts, but then I didn't want to insert that mental image this early. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, we so don't want to go sanity. with body parts too early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to warm people up to that. I'm Josh. I'm Elliot. And I'm steve I'm 
I'm very sorry and to it, hear about your poor sanity, Elliot. <laughs> did you lose a body part or did you not? I'm very close to it. I'm very close. It's it it's winter now, guys. It's December and in Pennsylvania, it gets very cold. And our house that we're renting is is at least 120 years old and <laughs> there's no insulation and it's multiple floors and therefore costs and this is the first time we've like lived in a place that wasn't a one-bedroom apartment and it costs a lot of money to heat this property so i keep the heat off um and i just carry a space heater around with me so i work from (laughs) home in my office that i have at home i just shut the door i plug the bottom up and then i have the space heater running and it gets up to like 70 degrees and it's very comfortable but then when i have to go to the bathroom you enter like this frigid like wasteland of it drops 25 degrees Elliot, i just learned this this idea of you picking up the space heater and plugging <laughs> it in like bringing an an extension cord into the bathroom with you yeah and it, just so that you can uh have the heat while you're taking a dump i should have just said using the facilities <laughs> you can edit that out <laughs> he just turns into george costanzo when he leaves the room <laughs> Uh, no, come on, what, what? That's much <laughs> too general a Seinfelder. I know lots of it, Seinfeld I was in the pool. Oh, you know, shrink- what he means, shrinkage. shrinkage. Oh, shrinkage. Come on. I, th- I thought, I thought. That was pretty obvious, I thought. But I hang thought on, was, isn't it the water well, as well? It's yes. about the water. Yeah, yeah. it's the water and the cold. But, but, it's because the water's but, cold. <laughs> but, but the word association is George Costanza and shrinkage. Yes. Okay, sorry. You win. It's all right. Sorry. <laughs> the the uh, joke's gone now. We had to explain it. So <laughs> I actually don't carry it around with me. I just kind of like dart it like from room to room or I could go down, refill my water and then run back up. And then I'm like blue, like <laughs> shaking the frost out of my hair. And uh, and I and I'll turn on the heat like when Amy gets home in the evening or like watching TV and stuff. But like, why would I heat the whole house when I'm in one room for 90 percent of the day? So, yeah, um, I- it, it just it sucks because. We sleep with the space heater as well. So when you get up first thing, you're like, oh, this is fine. And you go to the bathroom and it's hell on earth. Wow. And then you go back into the bedroom when you're done and you're like, well, I'm clearly not going to get up today. I'm going to go back under the covers. <laughs> yes. And it takes a long time to kind of face the day. But it's my life now. Yeah, I pretty much only heat the house when Lily's at home. Uh, otherwise, yep. I just sit here and freeze and I got blankets. So I should get more blankets. <laughs> My thermostat's set at a toasty 73 constantly, lads. <laughs> I just don't want to leave my apartment in general, but I'm as happy on the sofa as I am in my bed. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. Come on around. <laughs> I don't, I, 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 we took that for granted, and I think you are too. Um, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm letting you know that you, it's, it's, a good, it's good right now, Steve-O. It's good right now. Well, I'm living in a major city, so I'm probably (laughs) going to be renting for another while yet. (laughs) When I decide to move to the middle of nowhere to a giant old house, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I really should have done that. (laughs) Possibly. It's it's, it's got its ups and downs, and the cost to heat is a down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway... It's not You're being all bad, Elliot. Video <laughs> games, right? Yes, exactly. Video games. Uh, you've had a bit of freedom recently, and rumor has it you've been playing a lot of games. Rumor has it, yes. Um, yeah, Amy went out of town, and I played 
uh, I have like no attention span. I'm looking at this list that I wrote down of games that I played, and it's a lot of games that I just played a few minutes of, or a few <laughs> hours of, in fairness. Um, I beat a game. I, 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 I refuse to believe it. I did. I did. It's a game I've been playing off and on for like a year and a half, and I, I got there. What is it? So, drum roll. Oh. Yeah, um, seriously, don't keep us in suspense. <laughs> I beat... Lara Croft Go. Oh, okay. No, it counts. <laughs> so it not really a game, game then. A mobile <laughs> Are game. Are you kidding me? It's totally <laughs> it took a game. you that long? I beat that like forever ago. <laughs> it, but did, they keep adding like shit to it. Oh, I just okay. did, I just beat the main one. That one and uh, uh, what was the uh, Deus Ex? No, not Deus Ex. Uh, Hitman Go. Hitman yeah. Go. I, I just got because it came on sale on iOS and I'm looking forward to that one because I hear I've heard that one's actually really good. And I heard this one was good, too, but I heard that one's really good. I, I preferred Hitman to Lara Croft. Lara Croft was awesome. It was really well done. What it's did you play it on? A, a puzzle game on my iPhone and iPad. Like yep. It syncs the saves. Um, and it's but, like uh, a, a puzzle type game, puzzle yeah, strategy, yeah. or how would you describe it? exactly that way it's a puzzle strategy you you move laura croft from like square to square to square and every time you move there's like other things going on like maybe platforms sliding around or enemies moving around and they all make their move when you make your move so and then everything freezes again and you have to pull switches sometimes um there's enemies at, at one point later in the game that after like three or four turns they like regenerate and come back together and 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 you kind of have to work that timing into the solution. And there were some that had me up against a wall for weeks, yep. uh, especially the very last one. I was, uh, was having a hard time. But then I played it last night. And I was like, holy shit, I beat it. I got the credits. <laughs> I was so thrilled. And it was very like, I think I paid 99 cents for it. And the value I got out of it <laughs> was exponential compared to that. So uh, great game. If you haven't played it, it's a great one to just like pick up and like i said i've been playing it off and on for over a year so you yeah. just like when you get a free minute on the subway or waiting for a bus you can and, it, and it's all turn-based you can take as long as you like with each yep. individual move yep that's yeah. that's a perfect yeah. game for playing on the go then isn't it exactly yeah, yeah once you've made one move it, like the action all freezes you can do whatever you want yeah value wise it's the, it's a pretty good series so far i haven't played the deus ex one but hitman and lara croft were both pretty good yeah, I picked up Hitman Go on the Vita and was thinking that maybe I would play it here and there while traveling. So might give it a go. But then again, I might just pick up uh, one of them on Android for when I'm waiting in the metro, as yeah. you say. It's 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 a good, like, it's a meaty game and it's not, like, funded by, like, stupid, like, you know, every mobile game these days is free-to-play bullshit and loot, whatever, and... Uh, it's not that it's an actual self-contained pay it once play it through the end very meaty very difficult very like satisfying but still simple quick pick up and play it's a great like cross-section of all the things that you need yeah um good times for sure so what else was on your adhd list all right i'm gonna go through these pretty quickly (laughs) because there's a lot of them and because you didn't Uh, play much of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't play that one. Okay, so one, there's two that I want to spend more time on, and I'll, I'll start with those. Um, Divinity, Divinity Original Sin, uh, the first one, yeah. which I got on PS4 uh, way back when we all like decided to, we're going to play it together, and never did. Yeah. Um, I so I've mentioned bef- like a few weeks before that I was starting on Pillars of Eternity, and um, Divinity Original Sin is kind of in a similar like isometric 
turn-based RPG style. And people were kind of tucked that one up a little bit more. And I was like, I've already got it. I was debating getting it on PC. Maybe that's why I wasn't <laughs> playing it much because of the stupid controller. I was like, no, I'll give it another chance. I'm not going to double dip for a game I'm not even playing. It plays pretty well um, on the PlayStation. It does. Like the first time I played it, it put me off really bad. And I think it's because I was just coming off of Diablo 3, which is so much faster paced and yeah. also yeah. an isometric game, but not turn-based. Um, getting a little like separation from Diablo 3 and trying it again whole new appreciation seeing it in a whole new light and not only that but i for the first time in a long time i did remote play with my vita and played it on the vita which is amazing for divinity original sin that's Um, a good point just having it on the tiny screen and like you know because you can like move the character around the joystick or you can like find where they want to go and tap that and then have them like oh it's got touch controls that's really no, no, cool. no, no. Sorry, I didn't mean tap. I meant like hit the X button. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You really confused me there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely see that. Uh, but, and, you know, and have them walk that way and then like set the Vita down and like get on your phone or something and then come back. And I don't know. <laughs> Man, it was, you have no attention. No attention span whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, I actually have uh, Divinity Original Sin on the PS4 as well. I think I picked it up for seven bucks at some point or so. I don't think it's ever been that cheap. No? Okay, no, I, think it was, I, think, I, I think it was seven fifty at one point for. Was something. it? No way. Maybe I, I could, I've never I could seen be wrong, it but I picked it up like cheap 15, at one point because I, I, again, I already own it on PC and beat the hell out of it on PC. But I, I definitely picked it up for cheap on PS4 at one point. We are all the worst. We're all yeah. talking about buying the same game on both PS, multiple times, PS4 and PC. Well, Elliot, I'll definitely um, jump in and play a bit of that with you when you're playing. Do you only have it on PS4? Or do you have it on PC as well? I have it on both. Oh man. Yep. Yeah. So that's one of the series I don't mind double dipping on, though. And it's it's the kind of game like I keep telling myself it's the kind of game that just lends itself to mouse and keyboard really well. And so I, I keep saying like maybe that's why I wasn't getting into it. But being able to take it on the go with not on the go, but like you know walk around the house and stuff, not be anchored to my PC yeah. or while somebody so else is nice. watching the TV or while exactly. you are watching the TV. Like remote play is so good for those slow paced turn based. Uh, games you can't really play shooters on them or anything but yep. yeah yeah uh, really actually really enjoying it it's a hilarious game and uh looking forward to playing some more the other one is the last guardian which oh. came out oh uh, yeah i saw you popping you, up on psn but you had that yeah so i got it on black friday it came on like at best buy like gamers club like $15 and I got a $15 coupon for getting Mario Odyssey. So it was like free. I was like, Oh yeah. I remember this came out almost exactly a year ago. Uh, And I loved eco and shadow of the Colossus. And uh, this game is really good. It's um, uh, kind of resonating and like, I, I feel myself getting emotionally like growing more and more emotionally attached to the creature and the characters and mission accomplished then <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to be. So I, I feel like this mess. is definitely a game that needs a description. Yeah. yeah. So, so the last, <laughs> the last guardian is a game about a little boy and his giant flying dog. He doesn't fly, but yes, he's got wings. Very like, well, I'm not that far yet. So, Oh, so they okay. Grow, they grow back. So maybe he doesn't have they're wings. Like, they're, he can kind of like hover glide a little bit, but they're like, like the wing. They, he does have wings, but they're really fucked up. Okay. They're mostly for decoration. We get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
they look fabulous. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like an adventure game. It's got it's a, a it's a puzzle adventure game, much yeah. like Shadow Classes and Eco. So the you're adventuring through the world and you're trying to accomplish these various tasks to just proceed, and a lot of them just have, you know. Uh, so like a complex solution so it's kind of a puzzles built into the world pretty seamlessly um if you've played either eco or shadow of the colossus it controls almost the exact same way in that same kind of slightly annoying like <laughs> delayed way that he kind of jumps and sl- sl- you feel his like imbalance when he's walking around and stuff now you gotta um, give orders to something that doesn't want to listen to you and you have to give orders to the creature which he gets better at over time as the bond between the creature and the boy grows deeper. Right. Um, and it's kind of beautiful to see that happen. Like, cause the most amazing takeaway for me for this game is how fucking like real the creature is. Like you look like you're looking at a puppy. You've seen a puppy, like have that look, turn his head, um, react in the same way when you're like, when you shout at him. Uh, react in the same way when you get scared like you've seen just like the little mannerisms the little twitches that they put into it is so detailed and uh and i just keep thinking like this was programmed like the ai like how did this game ever get made with the attention to like just like the the detail and how subtle it all is yeah um elliot this is giving me chills because uh nisha recently got a dog (laughs) <laughs> four, four or five weeks ago and i've never had a dog myself and i've really enjoyed uh, the fact that just meet meeting a dog you know like just <laughs> hanging around with the dog i know yeah. i sound like such a weirdo and like so completely <laughs> clueless because i am but i've really been like getting to know her dog and and appreciating when you go around like when i go around a visitor and just that the dog knows me yeah just that the dog likes me just that the dog wants to hang around me and even though i'm not feeding it i'm not yeah. taking care of it you know i'm just some dude who's hanging out <laughs> it's like yeah but um i this is a game that i'm gonna try and get nisha to sit down and play with me uh, I, I, her yeah. her dog bb can hang out too while, while we play Why not? <laughs> but Why not? I'm, I'm definitely gonna get her to to play this because i have heard that I, i've heard it's uh, the AI is amazing and it is very lifelike and that people who have animals or, or have had animals have real emotional resonance with the, yeah. with this game. I, yeah, it's, uh, it's exactly that. It's, it, it's, it's the, it's the, like, like I said, I keep repeating myself, but it's like, it's the little details, the subtlety and like, you see the personality in the animal, you know, like just yeah. like you would a dog. There's just little touches like, you walk too far out on a ledge and the creature is watching you and it'll just start like whining at you like because it's afraid for you. And it's like, man, <laughs> he loves me like he wants me to be OK. <laughs> and it's just like it, it really strikes you. And and I if if that creature dies by the end of the game, I'm going to be so, so upset. <laughs> like I, I kind of want to know so I can just stop playing because I don't think <laughs> I can handle that. Well, it's, I hope but, that's not the case, and and just in case it is, we're going to edit this out so that if Nisha <laughs> happens to listen to this episode of the podcast, that that she doesn't think that's even a possibility. Uh, so I can good, still play the game with her. Good to know. <laughs> I, it, it, yeah, it's. Uh, I highly recommend it. It in gameplay wise, it plays like an exact, like a Venn diagram of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Like 
the way you run you run around with the boy is exactly like Eco, and the way you climb the creature is exactly like Shadow of the Colossus. Um, it's yeah, it's uh, it's a really good like ultimate uh, like not swan song I guess, but just like a culmination of everything. Fumito Ueda is that his guy? That guy's yeah. name had his worked on since like Eco since the PS2 first came out. Um, it's probably a swan song. <laughs> I'm glad it finally came out. I mean, it, but came it took out so long. Ever. I can't believe they're gonna pay for another one. <laughs> I was gonna say swan song until that announcement at PSX that they're doing Last Guardian VR. Oh. So they're still working on some things. Be interesting. Yeah. Imagine Shadow of the Colossus VR. Dude. <laughs> oh yeah, and Shadow of the Colossus is getting remade as well. So yep, it is. They're still doing shit. Easier shit, but they're still doing it. But yeah, yeah. Um, Last Guardian, highly recommended. I'm not done with it yet. I kind of slowed down a bit um, towards the end there, and I started focusing back on Divinity. But Elliot, um, you're yeah. getting through a, a narrative game. Get a finish, for God's sake. I should. I should, yeah. It's one of those things you get stuck on a puzzle, and like you don't ever want to stop playing for the day when you're stuck on a puzzle. Yeah. stop as soon as you solve it so you can because otherwise you're going to think what do I have to do next like ah shit I'm stuck I'm not going to play but. and remind me to pick it up around Christmas before we start hashtag no game purchases 2018 yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk in. about that more later <laughs> yeah New Year's resolutions so I'll take a break from talking what have you guys been playing <laughs> Josh so, yeah so uh, again I'm still moving into this house and all that so my time's been kind of limited, but I have picked up. A, I did pick up a few stuff uh, during the sales uh, and started playing. I got the uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 collection for PS4. Oh, yeah. Did you have uh, those on PS3? No, I did not. Um, cool. And the last Kingdom Hearts game I played was the original one on PS2. So, uh, kind of you always never played one. two. Nope, never played two. Oh, cool. So does so, this one catch you up? So this one has. Four full games and two like videos like of, of cinematics from two other games. So um, it's got the original Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, the remake of Chain of Memories, which was a GBA game. Uh, and then it also has uh, crap uh, Birth by Sleep, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so which was a PSP game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a weird name for a game. Oh, all the Kingdom Hearts games after like one and two have ridiculously stupid names like mm-hmm. Dream Drop Distance, 358 days over two or no, 358 over two days. I think it's days uh, over two. Yeah, so it's yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> I, yeah. they don't know what they're doing when it comes to naming the games. It's but so um, but yeah, they're fun games. And I, my nephew was play he, he played through the entirety of Kingdom Hearts one while he was here. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, he just so, kind of plowed through it. Proud mode? No, regular mode. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I started... <laughs> Wait, up, what was that? What mode? Proud, proud like, mode. It's like, it's hard, like mode. hard mode. And it's really hard because Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 1 is pretty bad. Did you just, his, his nephew got through a game, Elliot, who gets through no games, like, hard mode? No? Fuck that guy. Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, so I played a little bit of the original Kingdom Hearts, because it's been so long since I played it, I figured I'd just start over at the beginning. Proud mode? Uh, no. Oh. So, uh, did some of that. I also picked up uh, Star Ocean 4, because I played the original, or played Star Ocean 1, 2, and 3, and 
liked them all for varying reasons, mostly the gameplay. <laughs> Are those uh, JR remasters came out of nowhere? It yeah. did, I know. Is this a recent remaster of this like really old JRPG series? Um, sorry, of not even the most recent like entry, but like the second most recent entry of yeah. a really old JRPG series that like no one's. It came to the U.S. Yeah. on Xbox 360, and that was it. Oh, that was oh, the 360 no. one. Actually, did, no, it was both. It eventually came to PS3. Did the Last Hope International eventually come here? I can't. Yeah, I guess yeah, International. Yeah. So Last Hope so. did, but Tales of Asperia did not. Right. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this is a this is a remaster of the PS3 game that came out. Um, and it's the Star Ocean series is like this usually sprawling space opera. The characters are usually kind of annoying. Maybe a couple of decent ones here and there. The stories are kind of all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like the the main draw is the combat system, which is whenever you get into a fight, you have like a field you can run around and it's all active battling there's no turns it's just you go and you start attacking and doing whatever you can with whatever resources you've got to win the fight so mm-hmm. um they're usually pretty entertaining so i figured i'd pick this one up and give it a shot despite i mean if it's it's a star ocean game i kind of know what i'm getting into as far as story wise and all that so it's not like i'm gonna be surprised when the annoying characters show up and the battle um, system <laughs> is like it it's kind of similar to grandia and i guess grandia and grandia is uh, turn-based Oh, is Star Ocean not turn-based at all? No, Star, really Star Ocean is you have full control over your character. You run around, you swing your sword. Oh, Tails. Uh, is that what I'm thinking of? Like Tails of Symphonia, you can run around as well? Yeah, That's Tails. It's like that. Tails, yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's uh, it should be interesting. We'll see how it goes. I'm a little bit of the ways in. Other than that, I did pick up 20XX for Steam, yeah, which is, uh, it's like a Mega Man roguelike type game. Uh, which is I'm not a big, huge fan of roguelikes, but I am a huge fan of Mega Man games. So I figured I'd give it a shot. And it's I played a little bit of it earlier today before we got we started recording and uh, made it to like the fifth boss before dying. Um, It's fun. I like it. It's a kind of looks a little bit like a flash animation. But uh, other Mm. than that, it plays just like you would a Mega Man X game with wall jumps, dash jumps, charging your buster and, you know, you pick it. You don't necessarily get weapons from beating bosses. I mean, you do, but you don't have to pick it up. You can choose like a different power up or something like that. Um, and the order in which you fight everything is pretty much randomized each time. It's uh, it's interesting. I, if you like Mega Man games, I'd at least recommend picking it up on a sale or something. But, is it uh, procedurally generated like other roguelikes? So you every time you beat a level, you can choose the next level out of three. Uh, it gives you three options. You could choose the next one. And then within each level, I think there's some randomization of how the level's generated, but I think mm-hmm. there's certain aspects that you'll see, uh, you know, uh, certain sections that might appear somewhat similarly. Regardless, it's it's this general same stuff you'll find in Mega Man, disappearing platforms, uh, moving platforms, you know, a bunch of elevators and things like that. So it's definitely got the heart of Mega Man. I'll, we'll see how long it keeps my interest, but I, I have enjoyed it so far. Hmm. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, it's, it, was on, it, it was on Steam and I saw it on a sale and I was like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember hearing about this. Let me pick that up. But uh, I bought some other stuff. We could talk about that later. But for now, though, Steve, what have you been playing? Um, I have mostly been playing. I jumped back into Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. after I finished up Nier. And the reason I did that was because I heard it was a potential contender for Game of the Year. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about it. Uh, 
It's meant to have a pretty impactful story. It's about a, a girl who is in living in a dystopian future where there are giant robot dinosaurs roaming the planet and people live in matriarchal tribes. Um, it's basically bow and arrow, spear, kind of not much technology on that side. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's really fun. It, it plays a lot like a Tomb Raider game. Uh, kind of slow pace. You pick your shots with an arrow, with a bow and arrow, until the shit starts to go down. And all these giant robot dinosaurs are attacking you. And it's really, really fun. It's... Uh, the robot dinosaurs. Robot dinosaurs. You can't <laughs> beat it. <laughs> you had me at, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most fun things about the robot dinosaurs is um, similar to an Ubisoft game or uh, Zelda, where the way that you reveal the map is climbing a giant tower. The mm. way to do that is to climb a giant walking robot dinosaur. Yeah. And it is so satisfying. Basically, the only little puzzle about it is what part of the map do you have to run from and time your jump as the robot dinosaur is doing his lap to be able to grab onto him and climb up him. Every time you go to climb him, as far as I can tell, it's just the same climbing every time. But... It's it's still fun. It's still entertaining every time you do it. And it's just a really well-made game. The voice acting is great. Uh, the side quests have taken a bit of a leaf out of the Witcher 3 book. Mm. They're, they try to keep you on, on your toes. Yeah. They're varied characters. They'll have a plot twist thrown in here and there. It's, it's a really good game. Also, I get the feeling similar to Nier that there is a major plot twist coming. And I kind of think I already know what it is. Um, But I hope that like Nier, even if that plot twist turns out to be a major story beat, that there will also be other major plot twists and other major story beats after it that will keep me entertained the whole way through and that will make for a, a satisfying experience altogether. But... Uh, highly recommend it. Josh, have you been playing a bit of it? Uh, I need to get back to it. I played, I played maybe, I don't know, 15 hours of it or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the horizon, uh, horizon's great. And for, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, I just, the same thing happens to me whenever I play a game like this with horizon, Witcher three, or, you know, a far cry or something is I, I have to go explore and do all the side shit before I go back to doing <laughs> the main stuff. So yeah. I, I, I'm a little behind. I mean, I've, I've done, I think I've climbed maybe two towers, so I'm not terribly far in. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've at least left the main, the first main area and have opened up the world a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I left it at the same point for the same reason. I yeah. got a bit sidetracked to inside stuff. Oh, there's corruption uh, over here. Oh, there's bandits over here. Oh, I got to yeah. go free these guys. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I was like, well, oh, something else came out and yeah. I had to go play it all the mm-hmm. way through. But now, but it's, it's funny that you mentioned the side stuff because I went back into it this time going, this is a potential game of the year. I'm going to play it through. No messing about. Just main quest. I'm going to do it. And I started off that way. And then I was like, but the side quests are so <laughs> fun. You yeah. know? They're so interesting. Like the hunting missions where you have to take down a certain number of a certain type of uh, robot dinosaur in it with a certain weapon. 
yeah. they're really satisfying to get them within the time and yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? Again, a few of the side quests here and there. I am going to try and mainline it because I do want to have it done before we have our Game of the Year discussion on next episode. Yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do that too. Maybe when we're done here and you guys go play uh, Halo Reach, I'll go play some Horizon. <laughs> Elliot will never play Halo Reach. He only plays MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot has spent the last two weeks since we last recorded trying to convince me and Josh to play MMOs with him. No, I just des- just just destiny. Okay, and the division had a free weekend that was harmless, which I played, and it just like so the division. The destiny's been and this kind of segues. Destiny's been un, uh like basically crap, and um <laughs> and in they like the the expansions recently came out for Destiny, and it's just every decision Bungie's making about Destiny is just the most anti-consumer you can get. They've really taken a lot of the heat off of EA. Yeah, that's true. They're so nice. (laughs) Um, uh, So besides like the XP shit where they made it take longer for you to accumulate XP. uh, And the only reason to get XP after you've maxed out your guy is to like get these like cosmetic upgrades, which the only other way to get them is to buy like, pay for them with real world money yeah, they're basically so by, loot boxes too so by slowing down the rate that you naturally get exp it, it sounds like they're making people want to pay for it so Anyways, they were so throttling was, it wasn't that right yeah no, they, they were actually telling you they were they popping lied. up on the screen yeah. that you were getting this number of xp and you actually weren't people were noticing that the first time they did this type of mission it would say you've got five thousand xp and they could see a big chunk of their xp bar filling up and then the next time they did it, it would say 5,000 and only give them a little sliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? It's just lying to them. And it's, yeah. I mean, why would you, why would you do that? So, uh, and then this, they had this big, like, they released a blog saying like, we hear you, which they don't really talk to people like the, <clears throat> like gamers and consumers very much. They don't update them. Like there's so many things that people are crying for that they're not doing. In general, uh, when Destiny 1 came out, they fixed a lot of things. And now that Destiny 2 is out, a lot of the things they fixed, they've rolled back on. And so that's just kind of the general like thing that people are. Well, they're doing this. They're doing the same shit in this in a slightly different fashion. So like mm-hmm. in the original Destiny, when when new DLC would come out, it would lock players out of doing certain things like so uh, Crucible, which is the PVP mode in Destiny. Like there were certain modes of Crucible that would get locked out because you would have players playing with content from the DLC and they didn't want them playing with players who did not have the DLC. Yeah. And so in in Destiny 2, what they're doing now is they when the DLC came out, they raised the maximum level to, I think, like 330 instead of 305. But so what they did was is now the hard mode of the raids, which were called prestige mode. It used to have a cap of, or it used to have a requirement of having, I think, 300 level, level or yeah. something like that. And now with the DLC, it, that increased to like 330 or something like that. So now people who don't have the DLC, it's impossible for them to reach 330. So they can no longer do the prestige mode of the raid, which, which is just crap. Just, and yeah. And that technically locks the platinum trophy yep. behind DLC, which. No, like, really? Yeah, it's you can no longer like hundred percent the game if you didn't already do it, and if wow. you bought the PC version, it's only been out for six fucking weeks. Like you didn't have a chance before yeah. you had to. It's not like, like you could have bought it 
a few months ago on on yeah. console and it, but even then you're <laughs> to go from overnight even if someone had just purchased this on black friday that it went basically overnight from mm-hmm. they got all the content that they paid for to oh that thing that you could have pressed x on and started playing with your friends you cannot do that today yeah what are you doing it's so anti-consumer yeah it's just wrong <laughs> It, it's 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 it boggles the mind why they would do something like that and 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 so yeah so this expansion is out and you can kind of see them slowly like well in their blog they're talking about all the stuff they're going to fix and it's generally steps in the right direction uh and the expansion kind of addresses that but all we're seeing is them kind of fixing the problems that they had already fixed in destiny one yeah, they back knew this shit was a problem and they still and did it anyway slowly <laughs> yeah it's 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 just weird like who is running this it's yeah it's funny you say that though elliot about it going back to destiny one style because i heard another big thing that people are complaining about since curse of osiris the expansion came out was that it's completely lacking in story Mm -hmm. so whereas destiny 2 came out and they had a villain i actually played elliot convinced me to (laughs) do the first couple of missions and the cutscenes were fun and their their bad guys seemed Oh wow, this is a real villain in Destiny. I might actually right. be interested. Maybe I want to take this guy down kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And uh apparently the expansion has none of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, just... and in, in the expansions in the original didn't do anything with that either. It was all like, I mean, granted I stopped playing after the second expansion, but I was just like I okay, think this... actually one of the expansions Yeah, it was the one after better. the one I stopped, I think. Yeah. One and... of the expansions apparently did more for the story in Destiny than it was the Taken King, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, was, yeah. Did more for the story in Destiny than all of the other content <laughs> put yeah. together from, from what I heard. Yeah, before um, the Taken King was basically like, okay, we've got a new raid, and yes, the boss you're going to fight is has something to do with the lore, but uh, go kill. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what, what this latest expansion for Destiny 2 is. It's like, Oh, there's this big bad guy, and he does this thing, and this is really important. And then you go kill him, <laughs> and it's like there's nothing about uh, how he got his powers, or you know where he came from, or okay, I'm paraphrasing because I I haven't actually played this, so I shouldn't yeah, go too yeah. far into it. But it's it's crazy that they would go from starting off promisingly saying this is new, this is an amazing epic story and beautiful music, and then to just go and oh, fight this thing. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a good step. Yeah, and it's it, this from the company that built the Halo world with the rich story and lore in there that yeah. they had in there. And it's like, and that's what people were hoping for. Like, we want the same gunplay and we want the same amazing like sci-fi space story. And they just, man, like, like reading the Blood, Sweat, and Pixel story on Destiny 1, how they just like, the yeah. biggest conflict was like, where's the story? Where's like internally yeah. the guys trying to decide missions, like going to the story leaders, like what's the story? And they're like, we'll get to it. Where's the story? Like, we'll let you know. And then the people doing the story would close the doors and just have their like elite group figure out the story. And then when they came out with one, it was this garbage and months yeah. before release, they had to redo the whole thing. It's like, what are they doing? What are yeah. they doing? It's like, I'm getting more and more upset that I spent, like that I bought it so early on. I didn't pay full price, but it was pretty close. And I'm just like, I should have fucking waited or not got it at all. Because this is anti-consumer 
bullshit. Like I, I, um, I enjoyed my time, but I figured this something sort of thing would happen. I played a ton of it. I got my money's worth. I'm good. So yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty much getting my money's worth as well. There's a free trial now. I'll play to level seven with uh, Elliot and or Josh and give it up. And I'll be like, yeah, that's good. So, I'll go so, back to single player games. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys got this, if, if you have, if you bought the season pass, enjoy Destiny 2. If you didn't, I hope you enjoyed your time. <laughs> I really hope it gets better, but it, they don't deserve anyone's money right now. And I think maybe eventually it'll be OK, but um, it's maybe they could yeah. pull a Diablo 3. You never know. Yeah. I mean, it is. Like Activision, so they did it before. Even though it's had so many problems, it was nominated for quite a bit of awards at the Game Segway. Awards. Segway! So. Yeah, <laughs> baby. It was. <laughs> nominated! <coughs> it was not. I don't think it won a single thing, did it? It didn't, mm. no. Don't think so, no. It it did not. Um, yeah, so we watched the Game Awards, the like fourth annual Game and, Awards. And before we get going, can we just say that this is the best one I've seen? This was yeah. really good. This they is actually the only did one a good I've job. Watched. Like when it was the Spike VGAs, you'd turn it on and just see like Mountain Dew ads and like bros and like yeah. but guys, t- there were a lot of ads. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes. sure, sure. You know, and so I, I agree. I, I thought it was great. Uh, I I really, I, I thought a lot of the, a lot of the winners were well deserved. I thought a, a lot of the awards that they actually gave out were were good awards and interesting awards. I also thought a lot of them were like, what the hell is that doing in there? <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> yeah. It, it it's so it's getting better. Like if you look at what it was before, when it was pretty much pandering to what they thought was the stereotypical gamer and was maybe just like 10% niche gamer uh, of just like the Mountain Dew Doritos bullshit. Uh, And and they're trying to recognize the art more. They're trying to recognize like, like the, the the industry icons. They're trying to recognize the indies more, the best student game. Uh, It's going in the right direction. And it was really entertaining. There was one thing that bothered me. Like that was just, way out of place and that was the or- the live orchestra oh, which yeah. was amazing except for like in front standing up like like the the violinists were all like crop top sexy girls oh. playing their instruments yeah like I what the hell was that, that? Yeah. and then like and then you had like kind of booth babesy yeah it was so it was it was not necessary there was no place for that and you had the actual like normal musicians just like sitting there doing their thing and then the, the pretty girls and the makeup and the skin showing like with the big grins on their face and their weird like futuristic looking electric violins i don't know <laughs> it was just it was like why did you need to do that but other than that the orchestra did sound good the, mu- the live music was awesome yeah it was um it was a great touch but but uh, so i mean the they had a lot of good like you mentioned there were a lot of good awards and i think a lot of things deserved it and uh, can I just say I'm really happy that near at least one best music because I yeah. saw the list and I was <laughs> yeah. like, it, it better win this. <laughs> who who was it up against for music? Uh, I was like Persona Five. Um, uh, who else was it? it was uh, hold on, Persona Five, Cuphead, Destiny Two, Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild. Oh man, I can't believe Odyssey didn't win music. Oh, it's because you haven't heard the near soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, you haven't you haven't played near near fair enough worthy worthy winner. 
it it constantly took my breath away and constantly a kick in the chest when you forgot it was even there. It's it's. Brilliant. I mean, the music from the first Nier was probably my favorite soundtrack in the whole PS3 generation. So it doesn't. If I assume they got the same people yeah. doing that yep, for they did. too. Good. So yeah, do we just want to blitzies? Yeah, the sounds, yeah. Okay, so uh, trending gamer is uh, trending gamer is again one of those weird kind of like the it's not. I mean, it's gaming related, but it's not about a game specifically. So, but then after that, they started getting into the more general, you know, like best music we talked about. It was near Automata. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then they go into best mobile gaming, which was nice to which was nice to see because I mean, mobile gaming is definitely a big part of the game industry at this point. I mean, what for, for better or for worse, but there are good games that are being developed for, for the mobile game space. Do you think it should be separate <laughs> again? Mobile gaming. Is it what we're talking about? I mean, it's, it's I, so I've, I played the original monument Valley. I also played fire emblem heroes for a little bit. Yeah. And got really, then got really fucking bored with it. And there then some really good ones. I played hidden folks. Uh, I didn't play Old Men's Journey, and I played the free part of Super Mario Run before deciding I'm not giving Nintendo ten bucks for an endless runner. Yeah. So, um, Monument Valley one, or sorry, Monument Valley two one, um, and I, ha- I haven't played the second one yet. But if it's anything like the first one, I can see why it won. The first one was fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm, I pun- was very surprised actually that a Nintendo game didn't win there. Super Mario Run, lots of people enjoyed it. Fire Emblem Heroes, from what I heard, people who liked. Fire Emblem. Were it's it's all about Fire Emblem it. Heroes is another gotcha game, like it's we talked gotcha about last game. time. So it's it's okay if you like Fire Emblem. It's a very stripped down version of Fire Emblem. Yeah. Well, Monument Valley Two actually is a game developed from the ground up to be a, a piece of art on its own. So I was I was happy to see it win. Yeah. 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 I really I I didn't play the second one, but I loved the first one. I just blitzed it like one evening. Yeah, me in bed. too. It's like, oh shit, that was awesome. And then I bought the expansion and beat that. Um, cool. That's actually oh, yeah, the, the last mobile game I beat before Lara Croft. In case you were wondering what Elliot was doing while he wasn't playing console games, <laughs> he was beating mobile games. Yep. <laughs> you gotta beat something like and like mobile games get a bad rap and rightfully so because. Um, they're just they're they're very predatory a lot of the times, but sometimes like they're really good when they're standalone single player experiences like Monument Valley, like little puzzle games you can pick up and go. Yeah, um, they're great and they deserve to be recognized. I would recommend um, Hidden Folks if you guys get the chance. It's basically like a Where's Waldo type game. Yep. Um, and it's fun to pass the time with. It's little little endearing white or a little black and white characters. I mean, well, the entire thing's black and white. Um, but it's just got a little bit of charm to it. I, 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 I liked it. It was relatively short and some of the things you've got to find can be pretty frustrating, but for the most part, it's, it was a good game. I liked it. And there's, mm-hmm. and I think they're still adding levels to it. That's kind of cool. I don't I think I want that. So next up is the best VR AR game, which is uh resident evil seven biohazard, which I, again, I, I, I've played a little bit of the, of the, the, the actual non VR version. I've kind of, I can see why this would have won because a lot of people were getting freaked out by playing it. And it seems to be like a pretty good recreation of the game in VR. Could you imagine a PT in VR? Oh God, shit my pants. Uh, (laughs) Did anyone pick up uh, PlayStation VR while it was on sale? No. Were you tempted? Was it like 250 bucks or 300 bucks or something? 
Yeah, it came on pretty cheap. Came down to like two hundred bucks, I think. I need VR to stop making me sick first. Yeah, me too. One That's of my why I don't get it. One of my good buddies, Chris, got a PSVR back when it first came out, and he was like, from what I talked to him, he said there's a couple of good experiences at first, but then it was collecting dust. But in fairness, like I feel like it's really starting to pick up now, especially the way Sony is pushing it at PSX, which is another gaming event that's happening right now. But. Well, now they're now we're getting more and more like full games in VR rather yeah. than just like tech demo type last, stuff. Uh, like last Sky, Guardian, like I mentioned, Skyrim, uh, Skyrim. Fallout Four. Yeah, I mean a lot of the Bethesda stuff there, but Resident Evil Seven again. So it's it's kind of interesting to see. I mean, I think as the technology goes, I might be interested more and more, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, next up was the best handheld game. And Which, honestly, there wasn't a lot of competition. Who else I mean, could it have been? Yeah. I know. Metroid Samus Returns. I, I play. I finally played a demo of it at like a gaming kiosk at a mall. Actually, when I went to go pick up my niece and nephew from the last the last episode, I stopped. They were playing at the Nintendo one. I oh. beat this little seven year old's ass in Mario Kart 8. It was so good. I thought you were going to say you beat the game. I thought you were going to say you beat Metroid Samus Returns while you're <laughs> no, standing no, 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 at no. the kiosk. Like, Josh. <laughs> everyone. Josh. <laughs> actually but either of those stories were <laughs> I Josh, beat the everybody uh, no uh to be fair that seven-year-old was kicking everybody else's ass and i came in and just barely beat him so um, did, you, did you insult his mother at the same time uh, i didn't need to i thought the game i thought me beating him in the game just spoke for itself and because his mother I, was right there yeah probably. not not till she came over and was like aren't you a grown man what are you doing <laughs> uh, it's okay um yeah, so I, again, I'm not. I don't think any of us are really shocked that Metroid won that one. Uh, best narrative was What Remains of Edith Finch, which I don't think any of us have played, but we've heard quite a bit about it being, you know, something we should be playing. Yeah, I yeah. do want to try that one out. It's going to be one that I pick up before the end of the year. And holiday sale for sure. And other things that were nominated for it: Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which I've, I've played a little bit of. I have to finish uh horizon zero dawn as we said we're we're gonna have to try and get into those near automata which i want to talk about but elliot hasn't played the game i I was slightly disappointed that it didn't win but i've heard really good things about edith finch so i wasn't annoyed but uh, yeah okay well (laughs) maybe we should try to play it before uh our our goatee discussion as well okay let's buy more games before the end of the year steve (laughs) yeah stock up no games 2018 and just the whole open play. <laughs> it's got to be done. Yeah. So uh, and then next up was the uh, best action game, which went to Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. I, I could see that. The first one was pretty great. What were the other nominees for this one? There was uh, this one was Destiny 2, I think. Destiny 2, Cuphead, Neo and Prey. OK, so, Cuphead yeah. was uh, I guess Cuphead, you would consider an action game was. It was meant to be pretty fun, pretty sure. intense. But, but I think yeah, it was very l- simplistic, which I may, might have been a reason why they didn't. Yeah. Go. You know, you know, what's a really interesting one happening in here. Prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have considered it an action game at all. It's an immersive sim. And personally, I know if I was playing that game and I played the demo, I would have approached it very stealthily. And yeah, it's like system really- shot. It's like a system shot games, which. I guess in theory are RPG or are action games, but they've got heavy RPG elements to them. Yeah. So, so again, I suppose we can see why Wolfenstein won this. Yeah. Uh, the next one was a no brainer. Best art direction was Cuphead. So I, I thought, okay, so I agree that it should have been Cuphead, but I thought that was the first category I saw where I was like, I, 
I have no idea who's going to win this. They all have a great claim. Yeah, they um, they did yeah. have a lot of good ones. Persona Five was on there, uh, and oh, it looks so gorgeous. Yeah. The, the menus, the, <laughs> the color. I, I have that sitting on my bookshelf, and I haven't played it yet. Breath yeah, of the- if they had, if they had a best best style game, that would have been yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would have been the only one. But. Well, that's true. <laughs> Breath Breath of the Wild was up there too, and I was like, oh god, yeah. so many moments you just like crest the mountain as the sun comes up, and you're just yeah. like, ah. I, I totally agree, Elliot. If Breath of the Wild had won that, I would have been like, totally, one hundred percent. I'm behind yeah. it, but I, I don't know. I can see why art design. Yeah. It, sorry, it, this is art direction. Art direction. But it's just a very unique Cuphead's very unique in the game space as far as it, the way it looks. It deserved it ultimately, but I, I was like, any one of these could win. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, they had the Industry Icon Award, where they brought out Carol Shaw. Yeah. who used to work on the Atari and she worked on uh what was it River Raid? Uh it called, I think it was called River Raid, right? Yeah, it was River something. I think it was River Raid. Um but she was she was one of the very like first uh f- females or, or like one of the more prominent females in the industry back in the t- back in that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where it was I mean it's still largely a male dominated industry but back then even more so. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, this figure who actually came out and developed these games from scratch and they, they would show like how you would, you know, the, the level of instruction you'd have to do in order to create these games back in the day before, you know, you had stuff like, uh, you know, C plus plus or even more like objective C things like that. Yeah. You know, you, she has, they had a like programming and assembly and, and things like that. And it's a, uh, it's just kind of interesting to see them actually go, go out and recognize someone from that era. It was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the story she was telling, like back in those days, one person developed the entire game, the graphics, yeah. the programming, the audio. And it was like, man. And this, she told a story about like when she first got hired, her boss was like, oh, good. Now we'll, we have a woman. Now we'll have someone to make like the, the knitting games and the cooking games. And it was like, man, like, yeah, and a different a different time. And it's it's great to see the game awards actually recognizing uh, somebody like this, or even just the idea of recognizing people from history of gaming. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that just started this year. This isn't something started in the last five, 10 years. People like us and people even generations before us have been playing games for decades. And it's, it's a big part of culture and, and it should be recognized. And I think it's, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one up was the best role playing game. And this was a category where I, I, there were at least like three of these that I could see going Mm -hmm. any different way. So there was, uh, persona five, which won, and then there was divinity, original sin Two, final fantasy 15 near automata and South park, the fractured butthole. I not necessarily, I didn't really think South park was going to win final fantasy 15 while I enjoyed it. I know it was very divisive and probably wasn't going to win. And then I obviously I have a soft spot for near. And then Divinity, Original Sin 2, I know is just a fantastic game. Again, just for playing the bit that I've played and also just adoring the original, I would have been happy with that one. I did love Persona 5, so I can totally see why it won. Um, it's the whole package. It's got some niggling issues here and there, uh, but for the most part, it was just a fantastic game through and through. What bothered me about this was they didn't have a presentation. They it's true, like- yeah. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, best role playing game is Persona 5. Yeah. And moving on. So yeah. needed more time for ads and they cut out role playing game, which is such a huge thing, I think. Like, yeah. Well, well, I guess, Josh, you're 
definitely the one, uh, the authority on the role-playing <laughs> game side of things. Uh, neither of us has played through Divinity, Divinity Original Sin or, uh, sorry, 2, or Persona 5. And they're both meant to be amazing games. What I was wondering was, why is Nier Automata on this list? <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's an action RPG. It's, it's... Yeah... There's there's a it's so there's a lot of arguments depending on like who you talk to on what makes a game more RPG than like an action game. And yep. it really depends on things like I mean, in my opinion, again, it's you'll hear a bunch of different arguments. If a lot of the, if a lot of what you're doing on the action side is dependent on things like equipment, stati- stat boosting effects, uh, experience points, leveling HP, things like that, then then it kind of tends to lean more towards RPG. Whereas if you have like. Wolfenstein, okay, you might get like a perk every now and again, but you're not, you don't have like stats. You yeah. know, you just, it's, it's just a straight up action game with extra stuff behind it. That's I a know good description. It, it, like Zelda has been kind of like some people, like RP game. straddles the line. Where we used to work, Josh considered Zelda the whole series RPG series. And I never really thought of it as much of one. And especially, and in some ways, Breath of the Wild is least rp is one of the like least rpg entries in zelda yeah. saga but it's also the first one with like stat boosting yeah and so it's kind of in some ways more of an rpg um i don't know it's you're just labeling things at this well point. If, you, if you notice it wasn't in this list it was yeah. action adventure <laughs> but but for me josh near and zelda are so much closer in terms mm. of uh gameplay and what what you're doing moment to moment Okay, I know you're doing totally different things, but I'm not worrying about stats and powers and all of that in Nier Automata. Maybe people were. Do you think there was that kind of depth to it? Like, did you spend most of your time in menus? I mean, I, I spent a, a lot of things. I spent a lot of times in menus. I mean, it was one of those things where you didn't you could auto optimize and it would roughly get you where you needed to go. But I spent a lot of time organizing and making sure I got the was using my chips and things to the fullest. Yeah. Whereas in Zelda, the your only difference is is that okay, I found I have different armor pieces that either increase speed, increase defense, make me swim faster, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you're or like, right. You're and right. then Nier weapons. was much deeper. So it's, it's mm. again, there's a line somewhere, but it's, depending on who you talk to, is they'll tell you different where the line is. So, yeah. um, but yeah, like Elliot, I, even back when we worked at RP Gamer, I, I never really considered Zelda much of an RPG because it was basically to me, like, again, we had this discussion a long time ago on, it's like a, a Metroid game, but, different perspective you know you yeah you find new items which do certain different things it's like if i'm playing unreal tournament and i get the pulse gun now i mean granted it's all those weapons do is kill things but you know i've got a new weapon that this one makes bridges or this one you know flings me across the map or things like that so it's slightly different but it's still closer to an rpg than say like again like unreal tournament so Mm -hmm. yeah it's again there's a line depends on who you talk to (laughs) yeah yeah i agree i wouldn't make I wouldn't say Zelda's an RPG, but some people do. Uh, next up, um, I think we skip. Most, that was a that was a fan game or fan thing, the most anticipated game. Oh um, yeah, most and well, it's what's, a weird one. What's well. our most anticipated game? What do you guys <laughs> anticipate most of what we're not going to buy next year? So the the up the ones that are up for that one was Last of Us Part Two, God of War, Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, honestly, for me, Last of Us Part Two, but all all those other ones actually seem awesome as well. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a this is a really funny one because for me, I 
I'm not sure I want The Last of Us Part 2 to even exist. No. <laughs> I just wish they had just left it as a game in itself. The Last of Us it was a perfect game. Just leave it where it was. <laughs> but yeah. if, if you made me look at this list and say which of them is my most anticipated, knowing that all of these are going to exist, The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it's I one of those things. Like, I was very happy with the way Last of Us ended. I didn't think it needed a sequel. That said... I have slight some faith in Naughty Dog to make a good game. So yeah, yeah. Naughty Dog's up there. I haven't. I famously not finished the first Last of Us, and uh, sort your life out, Elliot. Stop <laughs> playing MMOs, <laughs> please. Play uh, the Last of Us. But I would say, yeah, definitely Last of Us Part Two, God of War, which I was not anticipating until like I think it was last E3 or whenever they started. Maybe it's the last TGS when they started showing more trailers. Looks phenomenal. It does. Spider Man. Spider-Man also looks phenomenal. Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, looks good, but it's going to be a GTA Online microtransaction bullshit game. So we'll see. Uh, so next up, we had uh, the best family game, which no doubt went to Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, I know with Super Mario Odyssey, they went really grim dark and, you know, Mario's got like a gun and he's starting and he's just hey. shooting Goombas in the head and all that. So I don't know. I, they're really stretching the family game term here, but I, I could see where they were coming from. The hat possession was dark. That's <laughs> true. Yes. That was... Remember that part where Mario's tripping balls? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there were a lot of dads had to have serious discussions with their kids after that. This is why you don't do drugs, kids. Uh, the next one was the best debut indie game, which again I think everybody was expecting Cuphead to win that Absolutely. one. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Uh, the raises a question about the meaning of indie because Cuphead had millions was, of Microsoft dollars behind it's them. It's true. But, that was um, like I think Golf Story. I, I would have been really happy to see Golf Story win that. Me but, too. But yeah, uh, I think you guys liked the Golf Story a lot more than I did. I mean, I, I liked it, but you guys are going crazy about it i could have seen hollow knight winning it too but i haven't played hollow knight yeah uh next up was the best ongoing game which I, again seems an odd thing to talk about but well, this know. is the weirdest this is yeah. the one where i'm like uh, well it's a game it's a game that already exists that people are still playing it didn't and, come out this year yeah which but i know but i mean that's kind of the point yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I could so an Overwatch one, which makes sense. People are still playing the hell out of Overwatch. Um, uh, Rocket League. Yes. OK, I have all sorts of issues <laughs> with this category. <laughs> like, why is this a thing? Why? Why? OK, so it's good to keep people playing the same game year after year. Is that what we're saying? Well, they're they're recognizing the devs that keep supporting the game. You know, like it's still it's yeah, and and fair enough. Yeah, they whoa, Rocket League wasn't even nominated. That's <laughs> my problem, not, Elliot. Oh my Rocket God. League wasn't even nominated. Now, when we talk about how games change and how what happens to games, which is what I expect, this is trying to reward. Um, like how is how are games that already exist being iterated upon? I look at Rocket League and I think. They're adding new modes all the time. They're adding cosmetic stuff all the time. They're mm. they're listening to fan feedback and they're changing the game. Like they but, they fixed up the fact that there were different uh, like arena layouts because yeah, people were yeah you don't want this in listening. Uh, competitive play. They're listening. The esports scene for Rocket League has really taken new strides this year. I mean, not that I know that much about it, but I've, that's yeah. what I've heard. But like, but, 
Blizzard's yeah. still supporting Overwatch too. I mean, yeah, I know. They, they, they are. just do characters. And and yeah. No, okay. So here's where it, it, it should be. It's they should all be games that came out not this year. So Destiny fucking two, which came out two months yeah. ago, shouldn't be on this list because you don't yeah. know how ongoing it is. Uh, <laughs> PUBG isn't even fucking out yet. How's it the best ongoing game? <laughs> yeah. like, come on, it's made, it's made an impact. It's an early sure. access game, but uh, and I'm happy no, with it winning. Twenty some million award. people are have it on Steam. That's that's still something to. And, well, and that's, something and to be that's said why about it's that. nominated for best game of the year and best multiplayer yeah. game and best yeah. everything else. But it didn't need to be best ongoing game. Exactly, yeah, Elliot. Destiny Two can be. Like up for an award for best score and music, I respect that. Yeah. yeah. But why is in best ongoing game after being out a couple of months and all of its fan base being up in arms? Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going for it. Like, yeah. It was nominated not. before the DLC came out. So yeah, <laughs> I know. But again, this this smacks of to me um, people trying to reward games that they're worried aren't going to be rewarded in other categories. Yeah. And that makes me worry about the integrity of everything. Yeah. And, you know, mm. again, I know it's harmless and I know they're trying out something new. This is a new category and they were seeing how it sticks. And I know that everyone's going to be criticizing it in the same way. Destiny 2, everyone's raging about it. Yeah. And it's up for this award. So I think next year you'll find that the things that are being nominated for it make a lot more sense. Yeah. So yeah. let's so. let's wait it out and and I guess yeah. we'll see you next year. And well, since since Overwatch won ongoing game, it also won best esports game, which also makes sense if it's going to win ongoing. I can, I can, yep. Yeah, the definition of ongoing is fluid, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> so Stevo, best audio design went to Hellblade: Sinuous Sacrifice. You're the only one here that's played this. Um, uh, it's it's affecting. It is really worth if you're going to play that game, please play it with headphones on. I, I've only played a half hour or so of it or maybe closer to an hour with Nisha and we were playing it with with regular you know speakers the soundbar or whatever um I then went back and played the same section of it with headphones on and it is spooky it it gives you chills so let me jump ahead really quick so games for impact you know games that left an impact on you Hellblade also won that so I mean would you agree or I, I totally understand why why it was up for it and, wh- and why it, it would have won as well. Apparently they had lots of uh, mental health experts uh, advising them on the game and the idea is that that the woman that you're playing has lost her husband. She mm-hmm. has also uh, is suffering from dementias, hearing voices. It, you can't really tell or at least I don't feel like I can tell at the part where I'm at whether she's being attacked by real things or if she's mm-hmm. imagining all of this. Right. But it feels harsh and it, yeah. it feels, uh, it feels real <laughs> in the way the video games do. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it, it's, and I mean, it seems like it's getting, it gets across pretty well because again, uh, jumping ahead, best, the best performance went to Melina Jurgens for, for play, for playing as Senua in Hellblade. Yeah, and I wish I could comment on that more, but I've only seen like the initial couple of cut cutscenes. The first one, she's getting off a boat and she's entering this hellscape that she feels like this is her only option. This is where she has to go, and she, it seems like she knows she's going here to die. But it is, as I say, it it makes the hairs 
stick up on the back of your neck. But she hasn't done that much talking or maybe all the voices that she's hearing are herself. Right. <laughs> so so I, I guess I really have to play it all through to okay. comment on it more. But I, I totally understand why it would be up for it and how it would have won. It's, it's, a, it's an intense game and I'm really looking forward to going back to it. Wow. God, yeah, and like I'd only heard of it f- just by seeing like ads on websites. Yeah, like, I'd never, I, and also I was like, "What is this? Some kind of free to play game?" Was my first instinct, and I definitely short changed it. And part of that was also I don't think that title does it any justice. No, it really doesn't. I agree with that. Yeah. Hellblade, like I didn't, I didn't think it was about like a deep look into like how mental health. I was affects. thinking like a hack and slasher. Yeah. And, like, and in a way, it is that it is pretty simple uh, action adventure game, but there's definitely heart to it, and there's there's definitely you know raw emotion to it. It's one that we all need to play and we all need to chat about. Okay, that means you, Elliot, pick it up <laughs> before Christmas. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it got recognized because I you know I I didn't give it a, a chance there, and it's good to know. On the other end of the spectrum, they had the best student game, basically uh, games developed by students at various colleges and universities around the world. Um, and there was Level Squared one, which I when I saw the category, I was like, Level Squared is the only one I've ever heard of. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I was kind of surprised or I wasn't necessarily surprised. But um, do you know what kind of game it is? Do you know, it's like a uh, it's like a puzzle type game. Um I, again, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but from I've just seen a lot some videos and screenshots. It's some sort of it's a puzzle type two D minimalist looking game. Um, I have to say, I I really like this as a category. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really cool idea. I want to check out these games, Elliot. When we're facing a lull next year because we can't buy any games, Are these this free? is the list that we should be going to. <laughs> I assume they're all free. Yeah, oh, I, I would be, expect yeah. so. Uh, next up was the best fighting game, which was Injustice 2. Uh, yeah. And okay. I don't think any of us really played any fighting games this year. Um, uh, no, but... Uh, Elliot, did you play ARMS? Oh, yeah, I guess Elliot did play ARMS. I played a demo. Like, we all played the oh, yeah. demo, didn't we? Like, nope. <laughs> oh. ARMS is different. This is like... Injustice is like... Uh, it's made by the Mortal Kombat team, and it's like DC comics characters and i actually have the first one and i played that and it's fun you know but it's also it's a fighting i'm just playing by myself if i had like someone to play with it'd be more fun maybe if i um, had a friend like my, my brother is not tears my brother and i play fighting games we played them as kids and not, we play them when i go over like we play the shit out of blur which is not a fighting game but we also play soul caliber 5 so one of the announcements, which I guess we could talk about a little bit later, was Soul Calibur Six. So I'm pretty yep. stoked about playing that with them. I haven't enjoyed Soul Calibur since two. So. Yeah, and so they're getting <laughs> six. Like they want to speed it up to the way two was, uh, and it's pretty promising. I'm hearing some great things about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a few more, a few more to go. So best game direction was The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which Had I don't be. think surprised anybody. Had to be. Um, yeah. And of course, best action adventure was The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Uh, and then finally, so game of the year was up between. Um, sorry, what? best. I just wanted to see what the like the, oh, the action other, adventure other, games other nominees were for those two because so because best director was also Super Mario Odyssey. So I didn't think 
Breath of the Wild was a shoe in. Oh, okay. I forgot it was up for that one. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyway. But action adventure was uh, Breath of the Wild, Assassin's Creed Origins, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mario Odyssey, and then Uncharted The Lost Legacy. And, but I mean, be- you have a year where both Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey yeah. came out. They're going to run wild with a bunch of things. But Odyssey didn't win. Did it win anything at all? No, nope. uh, it won. Didn't it win? It no, won it best family, family game. Family game. game. Oh, yeah. family game. But come on. They yeah. must have just created that category. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have issues with that category for yeah. this very reason. But I mean, yeah, so it was I think I don't think a lot of people were really up in the up in arms because a lot of people went into this guessing what was going to happen. So the game of the year was between Mario Odyssey, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Persona 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Legend of Zelda. Well, Zelda already beat out Horizon Zero Dawn and Mario Odyssey in the action adventure category. Yeah. So it was up against Persona 5 and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I think we all knew which way that was going to go. No, so, no, no. Let's hold, let's hold up for one second first. Where is Nier Automata? Well, Persona Five. Well, I guess that was it was different category. Which actually, actually, Nier wasn't up for a category for like best game. In any That's what I'm yeah. saying, Josh. That's I, what I'm getting at here. Why isn't it in here? Why isn't it in this list? I don't know. I'm disappointed. But and like, PUBG's I did, in I did, it, and it's not even out yet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think I think I don't think enough people played I don't think enough people played Near. It was a the the first game was pretty niche, niche and was a cult classic. So the sequel, I think I think the sequel did did a lot of favors for it, the series, but I, I think going in probably a lot less people played it. And I understand I think, like you're boiling down the hundreds of games that came out and picking one like yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's yeah. not an easy thing for any of us to do. No. It's not going to be an easy thing in two weeks' time. <laughs> like, so many of these games, even just off this list, I really enjoyed. And I know if I was to play Persona 5, I would absolutely adore it. Yeah. But I had, I really wanted Nier to be nominated for this, and I'm really disappointed it isn't. And, but I do think that it's going to be one in years to come, more and more people are going to play it. And they are going to question this or they're going to question like reviewers who work for GameSpot or IGN or whatever it is they're they're going to pick you know IGN's top 10 and GameSpot's top 10 and I wonder how close to the top of that near will be and I wonder how many of them will play it in years to come and be like oh wow that should yeah. have been higher yeah that, that should have been yeah. in there well yeah who was it that recently changed their Rocket League review was it IGN IGN I think they they gave it like an eight point five before, and then they updated it to like a nine point three. Yeah, um, because <laughs> which of like sets a precedent to me, which I'm not that comfortable with. But yeah, I I don't mind it. I think if because they've been updating it, they've been like, and I think you there's something wrong with recognizing like continued support and encouraging it that way by saying, hey, you've been working on this for the two years since it's been out. Let's take another look. You've earned a, a better score. Well, the the the. Argument that's a, to that is like I think it's a discussion should, for another time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I want to say this point. <laughs> should they should they re-review Destiny 2 right now? Uh, <laughs> while while the shit's gone down because they messed everything up. So and yeah. then should they re-review it again in a couple of months if they finally sorted it all out? It's kind of my point, but yeah. So I think the worst thing about it, and this is the last thing I'll say, because yeah, we could go on and on, is that the worst thing it does is puts like more work on the reviewers. You know, and, and, and it opens them up more to like favoritism crit, crit, uh, critiques because why did you re-review this game but not this other game? 
and yeah. and, and yeah. that's you have to re-review every to game do. every year. Like, yeah. So yeah. I don't know why you'd open that can of worms, but yeah. So game of the year. Have we talked about that yet? Yes. <laughs> yes we were in the middle of talking about it. We got <laughs> sidetracked again. We went back and forth. All right. Yeah. Breath of the Wild absolutely deserves it. Um, but Elliot, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. If we were to think about one game that we laughed our asses off yeah. playing, like, but does that come into it? No, of course. Every game up there deserves to be up there. Actually, well, I mean, I haven't played Persona or Horizon, but from what I've heard, um, no problems there, but man, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was like nothing else that I've played in a really long time. Um, fanboy. I mean, <laughs> I guess everyone's a fanboy. Just, just own it. <laughs> that was more of a Sega noise. Josh. It wasn't very Nintendo, actually. <laughs> Sega, Sega works with Nintendo now. And fanboy uh, doesn't work when we're talking about the game that won. I know. It was it was it was good. It was uh, yeah. Well, for me, I'm gonna finish up Horizon Zero Dawn. Could get a look in. I'm I'm really annoyed that Nier Automata isn't here. Yeah. But that's that's all I'm gonna say about Game of the Year discussions until next time. <laughs> so that was all the awards. Um, but the, during the Game Awards, they showed off a whole bunch of new games or, or big announcements rather for ge- upcoming games, which. They had quite a few, honestly. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of zombie games, first off, which (laughs) are we done with that yet? (laughs) Um, I know Days Gone is coming, too, but still. Um, (laughs) But a couple of the ones on there. So that I was really interested in one of them was just it was like the Metroid Prime 4 of E3 was uh, from software. The guys behind Demon Souls, Dark Souls, those uh, they teased a new title. Uh, Basically, it was like some bloody rope. And then a little blurb that said shadows die twice or something like that. And that was it Yeah, <laughs> from software. We need so, a little more info. Yeah. But it'll be so, demon shadows followed up by dark, yeah. demon, dark, dark shadows and dark shadows, <laughs> shadows born. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be something along those lines. We'll see. But, uh, again, I'm excited. And then, um, uh, what else was there? There's, uh, Oh, uh, our favorite, one of our favorite developers, Campo, Campo Santo, that made Firewatch, which we gushed over a, a while back, uh, update, uh, revealed their new game. Um, what was it called? A, a Valley in the... In the Valley, in the valley of the gods. gods. In the Valley of Gods, sorry. Uh, in the Valley of Gods, which looks to be some sort of like Egyptian archaeology thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Some <laughs> expedition. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, expedition, but some... And looks like whatever the story is revolving yeah. around that. Like they're sneaking so, around like after hours trying to uncover something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, some... the animation looked beautiful. Yeah. The music was fantastic. It was powerful. It was, it was the one trailer song that we heard, right? Yep. Yeah, it was really good. There was only one. There's the only one really annoying thing about that trailer, which was 2019. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, friends of the show, future guests, the Campo Santo guys. <laughs> really looking forward to it, of course, though. And yeah. uh, it looks like two female protagonists as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it should be should be really fun. Yeah. Um, another one, a very short one, was they showed off a little bit of the new Player Unknown Battlegrounds desert map. So there will actually be a new map in Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Mira, Miramar. 
Uh, yeah, Miramar is what they call it. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to giving that one a shot. It's actually up right now on the test server, so yeah. I may want to try that, but we'll see. I'm not sure. Um, those are the. I mean, there are a few others, but I'll wait to, to wait to chime in on those. Uh, Elliot, what about you? Yeah, the big ones for me are the the, the Bayonetta games uh, being ported to to Switch. Probably yeah. the worst kept secret in the industry for the last forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> With Kamiya, if you follow Hideki Kamiya's tweets, like he's been dropping hints for a, a long time. Um, the one and two package, basically like the Switch or the Wii U version where it's like two and then also includes one for free. In this case, two is on the card and one's a, a free download. Pissed off because I have two for Wii U, haven't even gotten to it. I was replaying one, um, but I'm going to have to get this because it's on Switch. I can take it everywhere. <laughs> like, Consider- and- considering I, I played Bayonetta 1 on PS3, which is apparently the worst version yeah. I'm looking forward to playing these on uh, Switch. Get this one, yeah. And right after that, they did a double whammy and announced Bayonetta 3, also Switch exclusive. So, yeah, really nicely done. Yeah, yeah. good job, very And it And it's, it's great because 2017 has been like the best year Nintendo's ever had, pretty much. They were just stacked with it. And, and then it just kind of drops off. People are like, what's next? What's next? I'm like, okay, well, they're coming out uh, guns blazing literally <laughs> pun intended hair blazing bayonetta one and two are coming out in february yeah right right after no games 2018 starts so <laughs> good oh, luck first test first test of my resolve um <laughs> i don't know when they say bayonetta 3 is coming out uh i don't think they i don't think there was a release yeah, on that one probably later well definitely later anyway um aside from that um the breath of the wild second dlc finally came out yep Um, a little bit of the other day i haven't played it yet but the trailer looked amazing uh looks like there's a lot more story depth to it than i expected um the the well that's good because there was not much story in the original game there did you go through (laughs) all the memories memories? yes yes well you don't need story (laughs) you just need games (laughs) anyway um uh ballad of the guardians ballad Champ- of the- champions ballad champions ballad okay um and the last one uh, i already touched on um soul caliber 6 yep very excited about that soul caliber 5 was like a 360 ps3 game so it's been a long fucking time wow. since we had a soul caliber um and the way tekken 7 seems to be going uh, be doing really well i'm very excited for for this one and playing with my bro uh, what about you, Steve-O? For me? Okay, I'm going to toss a really weird one out. You're going to be knocked over by this. Dreams was yeah. a weird uh, media molecule game yep. or, yeah. that they've been working on for years and years and years. We knew and we had no idea what it was. It does look similar to a Little Big Adventure in 3D. Little Big Planet. All types of game little modes. And, or Little Big Planet. Oh, sorry. Um, in 3D. It... it it's not something I'm going to play, <laughs> but it looks like it could actually be a good game. And I'm really hopeful for those guys. Mm-hmm. I've seen loads of interviews with them, and uh, I don't know. I just wanted people to love it in the way that they love uh, Little Big Planet. Yeah. I like that they showed off like the various different types of things people will be able to create in there. Yes. Like, the different, like entire genres of stuff. Exactly. Like they they, they should have like, done it years ago. Platformers, stuff like that. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, but I, I was happy to see that they actually did some gameplay of that. 
the other one that really caught me off guard was a game called Witchfire. Yeah. Um, it's from the makers of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which I've played. And that was the first thing that flashed up on the screen. Yeah. And, and it was like dot, 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 but also bullet storm and painkiller yeah or something like that and those are two completely ball <laughs> action games as opposed yeah. to the the walking simulator of ethan carter yeah and it looked like a really atmospheric uh high-speed shooter i i just want to see it i want to yeah. see what it is it does look interesting it. I like the little bait and switch they did, though. It was Definitely. so beautiful. The Everybody's is, like, oh, walking simulator, fine, whatever. Why are there guns? Yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> bullet storm. <laughs> and speaking of a well-made trailer, oh, oh God. my God, yes. Kojima doing it again. <laughs> he does it all. The, like, Okay, so we all know this by now. The Game Awards is basically a chance for Jeff Keighley and... Uh, <laughs> Kojima to get together and just bro out for a good 10 minutes on stage and in this case it was 8 minutes of a trailer yeah. uh, of the most whacked out <laughs> crazy sci-fi you've ever seen in your life yep. I adored it I thought it was so good you had Norman Reedus just looking all tense and holy shit what's going on you had uh, crazy puddle monsters dragging some guy away screaming oh man I was just it It, freaked me out it genuinely I was I I love it and the I giant Kojima monsters floating in the air as well, like the, yeah. the, the, the like when it pans out at like not the actual end, but towards the end. Oh, like I can't wrap my head around what this could be, guys. For me, it was a cross between uh, Metal Gear Solid, Dead Space, and Mass Effect, and I was just mm. like, oh my god, I need this immediately. It's just, it, and then Norman Reedus swallows a baby. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a baby. Oh my god! In his yeah. it makes it, no it, sense. Do yourself a favor because we can't give it do it justice explaining what the fuck it happens Just during this trailer. Watch it, go yeah. look the look. Go look for the Game Awards Death Stranding trailer out on YouTube and just prepare to be not not necessarily have your mind blown so much as just torn apart because it's, it's like, just. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, which is the best thing and the worst thing at the same time. I know Kojima's like. His his stories kind of are way out there, and they're just eventually devolve into insanity. But I like that insanity. Yeah, I, I don't know too. what that says about me as a person. But also, <laughs> uh, just forget gravity exists. That'll make yeah. Me very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, no I sense. just don't know what I'm seeing. I, I I hope it's not just Kojima being like, oh, I'm an auteur now, and I'm going to <laughs> I can do whatever I want, and it's I don't care. He art. can do whatever he wants, Elliot. <laughs> I just mean just I let him do whatever he I, wants. I hope he backs it up. I hope it's actually like like my first thought was like, so this is what Konami was protecting us from like, all these years. <laughs> they were watering it down, keeping it most of it hidden away, and now it's the floodgates are open. We get full hundred percent. I. Um, unfiltered kojima yeah but oddly enough it might not have been the weirdest thing at the game awards exactly i was thinking of (laughs) crazy auteurs and kojima didn't even get close so uh joseph fares who uh was uh lead uh designer on uh brothers a tale of two sons yeah uh a very well received game uh nice narrative uh, it was single player, I think, 
Yeah, very, it was. Very strange gameplay, but mm-hmm. it, it told a very heartwarming story from what I hear. Uh, came out to talk about a way out, um, which is an interesting concept. It's a completely cooperative game. You played split screen, either uh, couch side by side with a friend or online. Um, but he didn't really want to talk about the game. <laughs> he, he really wanted to talk about um, what I think he was trying to talk about, how much he loved video games. Yeah. <laughs> but what he found himself doing was shouting, fuck the Oscars quite a bit into the screen. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't quite know how to explain this apart from, well... No, no, I do. I've seen drunken Frenchmen before. <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> he was obviously very drunk. He had to he be. He really cares about what he does. Uh, somehow he was also trying to say that EA were terrible, but EA were not terrible. Well, <laughs> which makes the whole thing a little, a little weird. To well, me. it, it kind of makes it funny when you realize that there was an internal memo that was leaked by EA a while back uh, that basically said one line was like. Joseph is very passionate and can and can bring some, you know, not entertainment, but we need to be, but we need to be wary of what he says on camera. Something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so it's like, or he could be controversial. I think is what it says. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they, uh, they, they knew this might be coming. <laughs> exactly. So they must have known this might be coming. So, like, was it totally real? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I didn't realize this was an EA game until he started talking. And he yeah. was like, EA, microtransactions, this, I'm not talking about that. That's whatever, that's bullshit. Like, they paid for my whole team's salaries for all these months to work on the game. And that's great. You know, that's what he was trying to say. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. Smooth. He seemed like a crazy ranting person. Yeah. And yet, what was the takeaway from the rant? I, you could say the takeaway from yeah. the rant was, Video games are better than movies, but in a way, the takeaway from the rant was also, oh, EA fucked up with microtransactions, but but they also make they, single player games. They're like, good. They're good for me. Well, yeah. that's yeah. that's that's interesting, you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh. um, he he seemed genuinely loaded to me. So I'm not <laughs> yes. gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna I'm not gonna completely doubt the man. <laughs> poor, but, poor Jeff took it like a champ, though. Yes, he did. Oh, he looked, he was getting frustrated at the end. He was getting <laughs> But he did. Frustrated. He played it well. He did. He did. Uh, I, I really need to move on, Joseph. For then, the love of God, <laughs> shut up. And again, I just thought, <laughs> if nothing else, it was really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> the coolest thing about that game is that you only need one copy to play with two people. Yeah, I appreciate That's that. That's so fucking great. And it's so, in, in the light of this, not that EA needs goodwill or anything, but in spite of all like the fucking miter transaction un like anti-consumer bullshit that's amazing um well, but you say in spite of it d- dis- think about that d- despite, despite despite oh d- despite it but but are you sure they didn't just decide this so no the night I'm not. before putting yeah. Joseph Farris <laughs> on here to be like, oh by the way, mention this and also say we're just a developer or we're just a publisher and all publishers fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't trust anything. Um but it's uh, it's more I think you can still trust that the man was genuinely drunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
So uh, anything else that was announced you guys want to talk about? I think that was mostly stuff that I was at least primarily interested in. We've got to play yeah. some Fortnite at 50v50. Sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, we should give that a show. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really care too much about everything else. Metro Exodus looks good. Um, yeah. World War seen it before. Z, don't really care. Vacation Simulator. Eh. Sea of Thieves still doesn't look Get the fuck out looks kind of interesting. Get the but fuck that out. Name is yeah. not doing any. The favors. best part about it was when they revealed the title. Like it was, it was like these guys <laughs> in some kind of alien cavern, and some unknown force just starts coming after them, and they're trying to get out and shooting at everything. It's just wild chaos, and then like the words, the letters GTFO <laughs> just like melt across the screen. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. It was a good show. It was a great we- show. I've never seen one before, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had it had much more of an Oscar vibe to it um, than the Spike VGAs. <laughs> Fewer <laughs> celebrities, more industry. They had like industry people presenting, and like known, like famous actors that were known gamers, like Zachary Levi, who had an awesome microtransaction joke when he was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Taking out his credit good. card to open up the ballot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what you need to pay. Oh fuck, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, Phoenix present uh played a song. Yeah, it's fe- yeah, they did. So, uh, but yeah, great show. I loved it. I was legitimately like edge of my seat, waiting to see who was like, like the, the tougher categories, like art direction and and obviously game of the year. I was like, yeah, had my full attention. It was awesome. I'll watch it next year. Good job, Jeff Keeley, yeah. friend of the show, future guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, well. For the next few weeks, we're going to be traveling, but we will still be recording, so we will not miss a single episode of Rather Be Playing. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. Um, so we'll be out and about. We'll still be tweeting, and hopefully we'll have some time to stream some things here and there, but uh, still look for us on iTunes or your or your favorite uh, platform, and we'll still be there. So, Elliot, why don't you take us on out? That's right. Um, in the meantime, you can find us at ratherbecast.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at rbpcast. We have our own Twitters at RBP Elliot, at RBP Stevo, at RBP Josh. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on twitch.tv slash rather be playing. That's where we usually stream. Um, please jump on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts where you listen to us. Give us a, a rating, like, subscribe, go on our website. Um, tell us things. Send us letters. So we'll read them on on our future episodes. Tell your friends. Tell everyone you know, this is how we get around. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just three guys hoping you like what we're saying. <laughs> Patreon's, I don't even like what I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patreon's like a dick now, apparently. So Yeah, yeah. all that. <laughs> but, uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, I guess we'll see you all in two weeks. All right, guys. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Catch you later, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.